0: like the characters again and i was reading about deacon frost comic character and like in the comics he's like so much like suave and smarter (laughs) i I mean he's just this like punk-ass kid in this movie (laughs)
1: You mean Steven Dorf isn't uh, intimidating enough for you in this movie?
0: Okay, so I kept on mixing up Dorf and Dorif, and I was like, "Wait, is yeah. he related to Chucky?" And I got really excited. And no, he's just like a nepotism baby of some country music singer—like, not even interesting.
1: A nepotism baby, um, <laughs> Fiona Dorif. <laughs> yeah, she's also a nepotism baby. <laughs> I mean, either way, he would have been a nepotism baby, it sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) Whether he was a dwarf or a dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I uh, did I convince you to share your email address with EW? For um, no reason. <laughs> you convinced me to
0: share fake at gmail.com with EW magazine.
1: <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> um, we took a superhero quiz before we recorded today, and I'm curious who well, I know who I am, but I'm curious who Kate who Kate got in her results. Which superhero are you, Kate? I want you to guess. Oh. I don't know that many superheroes. Let me think. Okay, are you Wonder Woman? That's not the MCU. Oh shit. <laughs> That's right. That's DC, oh, baby. Oh man, you're right. See, I don't know anything. Um, let's see. MCU, who would Kate be? Is there like a librarian? Are you the girl that helps out? No, but she's not a superhero. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs>
0: Pepper Pots. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you're like you're the you're the love interest.
1: You're not even you're a the sidekick. Side <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll take one real guess, and I'll just say, I'll just say you're. I was gonna say Catwoman, but that's DC. Um, I'll just say you are Black Widow. No. Okay, good. <laughs> Who are you? Are you Black Cat?
0: that's not a character either
1: god damn it (laughs) black cat is spider-man's babe right like she's in the spider-man verse isn't that marvel now isn't isn't Uh, spider-man marvel i mean he's always been marvel but now it's owned by disney this whole like ip is just a mess (laughs) it messes up everything i know
0: (laughs) um i got an answer that makes literally no sense i got iron man
1: Okay. Oh yeah. I, I don't know why I, I was thinking only girls.
0: <laughs> okay. I, yeah. That's your gender bias. Um. Okay. So it, it says you're a go getter who isn't afraid of competition when it comes to reaching your goals. Despite your hard working ways, you never fail to approach life with undeniable wit and a sense of humor. This is you. This is not me. <laughs> like no. My answers were that I like shawarma.
1: <laughs> you like shawarma? Uh, what did I pick? I picked um. I picked I don't care I like all food give me all of it (laughs) I'm
0: so surprised that they didn't give you like Thor or something because I was like I think the food question is what really tips them (laughs) to one or (laughs) another they base it on (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the weighted question um Uh, yeah which one did you get
1: I I got Black Widow that's why I thought it would have been funny if you had also gotten Black Widow (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, if we just got like the one female character. Yeah, like the quiz opens
1: with like, "What's your gender
0: identity?" Yeah, and and it just skips you to like, "And your Black Widow." (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, because they don't have Wonder Woman, so it's got to be Black Widow. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hard worker who isn't afraid of a challenge. Though some may call you reserved or quiet, you don't shy away from fighting for what you believe in, and you face adversity with fearless determination. You're the kind of friend anyone would want in their corner. No matter which Marvel character you are, be sure to read about the upcoming movies and TV shows from the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh, whoops. The copy in this feels akin
0: to like an elementary school Valentine's Day card.
1: It does. It does. <laughs> and the design of the results also yes. looks like that. <laughs> That's yes. a good call out. I mean, I feel like we're pretty much the same when you look at the description. Of, of who we came out like we're both like we are go-getters. That's yeah. kind of what it's saying.
0: I mean, I felt like they were playing Mad Libs with only positive associations. So. Right, right.
1: <laughs> I don't actually know anything about Black Widow. So, I mean, for all I know, she could be a heinous bitch, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these summaries are really indicative of the Marvel Universe in general, I think that the Marvel
0: universe in its current iteration is a nightmare. I think that there's too many movies. Nightmare. (laughs) I think it's never
1: ending. There's too many. (laughs) There are. (laughs) Zach and I have joked about like catching up just on X Men, right? Because I actually saw X Men in theaters and I liked it, and I just feel so overwhelmed. I'll never do it. There's too many. There's too many movies featuring Wolverine or any of the X-Men.
0: I think that it's so funny that this movie is technically a Marvel movie. It's not an MCU movie. It's a Marvel movie. But this movie, because it actually did well, just paved the road for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think that we can blame Blade for the current state of cinema. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The current state of all cinema,
0: yes, because that's what makes money. It is like true. It is so dominating the box office. Like I think if you look at the box office from the last couple of years between the MCU, Disney, Pixar, and Star Wars movies, they're all owned by the same company. Oh
1: God! Yeah, it's a monopoly. (laughs) It truly is. They need to be broken up so that other studios can get their chance at superhero movies oh my god i would love to see a24 do some superhero movies
0: that would be cool i mean i that fun i'm kind of tired of superhero movies which is probably well then there's that i i think that that's probably why i have the attitude that i have towards this movie through some fault of its own but I mean, this one at least was trying to do something interesting, and I will give Marvel some credit that their first two superhero movies uh, were complete bizarre, like out of left field ones. Uh, oh, you the- mean
1: Howard the Duck? Yep. Howard
0: the Duck was the first one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. Don't see it. Well, see it, but but don't see it. Like,
0: <laughs> like one eye open situation? Like or- <laughs> Like you should
1: watch it. Because you should know what it is. It's ter. It's so terrible. But then forget you ever saw it. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, duly noted. Uh, and then Blade uh, was the follow-up. And then Blade.
1: Yep. Yeah. Way different than Howard the Duck. I will say that extremely different.
0: Yeah, it's a. It's it's gritty. I would say, you know, it's kind of following or right in the midst of all the Batman movies like all the dc movies mm-hmm. um and at the time this was when batman was in its high camp phase this was not christopher nolan batman this yeah. was this was nipples this was on the my bat batman yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it came out around the time of the matrix and mm-hmm. you you can see this really strong early 2000s late 90s kind of goth vibe shining through. I loved it. I I loved uh the look of this movie because it remind it was very nostalgic for me. But yeah, definitely different than the duck movie. And then I think after Blade was X-Men was the next was the next uh Marvel movie. And and then it all went downhill from there.
0: Yeah, at least this one has an interesting plot structure. It doesn't feel like it's made for all audiences, which is one of my biggest no. critiques about the MCU is that I feel like I'm being pandered to. But I feel like if I were like almost any demographic, I would be being pandered to by a Marvel movie.
1: This one's rated R. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's there's some cursing in it. There's some, there's some CGI blood and some real blood. I mean, you know, uh, practical effects blood. But yeah. There is a lot of it, too. There's a lot of practical effects blood. Yeah. Which was appreciated. The CGI, not so much. But uh, the practical blood was pretty good.
0: This was directed by Stephen Norrington, who also did The League of Extraordinary
1: Gentlemen. Oh. You know, I thought that was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. I can totally see how... How this has some similarities to that.
0: Yeah, he's he only ever directed four movies and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was the last one he directed.
1: Oh, did he die? What happened?
0: I think that he just had a career doing other things in
1: film. He just directed League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And that was it. <laughs> like, he, that he, ended his career he peeked. in directing. He
0: peaked. And then he <laughs> was like, all right, I'm just going to hang my hat here.
1: <laughs> you know, LL Cool J wanted to do this movie.
0: He wanted to Can star you imagine? It? Yes. Oh, I think of him, him and his round face. Like He's, Yes, exactly. Like, he just has a Cabbage Patch doll face. And I don't think that... I think that genuinely the best part of this movie is, I think, the casting of Blade with Wesley Snipes. I think that he is is Blade. Like, he is such a good pick for this character.
1: This comic book character, the origins of this character, is a martial artist. Like, that is part of the actual fiber of this character. And Wesley Snipes has a fifth-degree black belt in karate and a second-degree black belt in Hapkido. So he knows his shit. He is perfect to play this guy.
0: Were there any other actors they were considering for Blade?
1: Yes. They also tossed around the idea of Denzel Washington and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Interesting. I could see him doing it, but not
0: Denzel. I think to play a vampire, I think that Wesley Snipes has like the perfect face and like musculature for it he's so mm-hmm. like angular he has those like fabulous cheekbones and like is he wearing colored contact lenses I movie? think he is
1: I think he is okay yeah yeah
0: yeah it just like yeah I feel like the look is great I mean especially because they want to dress him up in that like 90s goth yeah <laughs> leather right yeah. he's like very leather very
1: black shiny sunglasses yeah. it's just I think he's the right fit. Even aside from the way he looks, I think he's just goofy enough to do this. Like, Blade Mm -hmm. is not a serious movie. Like, Denzel does not belong in this movie. But, you know, Wesley was in some really fun stuff. Like, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Jolie Newmar, which was goofy. (laughs) He was also in White Men Can't Jump, very goofy. Like, he has a sense of humor. And I think it makes him a much better fit for this film than... Any of these other guys. And, you know, we wouldn't have had Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix, probably, if he had done this. Probably not. Can you imagine them switching? (laughs) It would have been very different. I think you're totally
0: right, though, because this movie has a lot of quips. Yes. He's got a lot of one-liners. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) He says, you're useless, a lot, which I thought was really funny. But um, (laughs) at the end, when he takes out Frost, he goes, always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) I was like, where have we ever heard this before?
0: (laughs) I know. It's almost like they wanted the line to be like, always trying to rollerblade uphill. And they were like, that's not a cool thing to say. So let's change it to Ice Skate
1: because his name is Frost. And it's literally cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, at one point, the studio also asked for a white actor. Can you imagine? they did. (laughs) How terrible
0: those assholes it's a black
1: superhero like <laughs> oh my god that would have been awful i i am glad that
0: they stuck to the original intention of the character and gave us a black superhero yeah
1: and he was written as a black superhero it would have been awful for them to change it to a white dude
0: yeah i was really curious about black vampires in media and in movies blackula was the first black vampire in a movie in 1972 and then there was another movie in the 70s ganja and hess that's a very big like cult classic horror movie and then in the 80s there were a couple there was vampire in brooklyn with eddie Mm -hmm. murphy that's right Um, grace grace jones played a vampire in a movie um and then there's there's just like not a lot and i feel like for like a really like mainstream, critically successful movie, like critically successful in in that it was generally positively received and made a ton of money. Like Blade is is it right? Like Blade, like I think, really opened it for black horror, black vampires, uh, black superheroes. So, um, it's just good representation.
1: Totally. Well, I think we need a quick summary of this movie because we're already getting into the weeds. (laughs) The weeds are kind of fun (laughs) on this one.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Where do we even start? Okay, so the plot of this movie is Blade is born when his very mortal mother uh, gets attacked late in her pregnancy by a vampire, making him into a little half-human, half-vampire baby who... Thirty years later, is hunting vampires. They they think of him as a daywalker because he has all the fun vampire strengths and none of the bummer vampire weaknesses. He can go out in sunlight. Uh, garlic doesn't really have an effect on him, but he's super strong. Um, he does have bloodlust that his uh, advisor and mentor uh, Chris Christopherson <laughs> Whistler <laughs> uh, helps him helps him abate. He is not well liked by the vampire community writ large because he keeps killing them. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> Within the vampire community, there's this uh young whippersnapper. No, I hate that. I hate that I said that. There's this young <laughs> There's this young guy, uh, Deacon Frost, who is not a pureblood vampire, which we'll get into that later, who is a radical. He thinks that it's dumb for vampires to hide in the dark and to be secondary to humans he wants to just take over the world and the older vampires aren't into it and so he has this grand plan to summon a a blood god to trigger an apocalypse in order to (laughs) start a new world order of just vampires and so Blade's all in the mix. There's a mm. cute young woman who gets bitten by a vampire. Oh, they Karen. kind of tag team to fight this. And she's also a hematologist because, of course, um, yeah. And then, you know, you probably, it's a superhero movie, so it's got a happy ending.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like the plot of this movie is fine.
1: That's a really good word for it. Fine. I don't actually really remember the plot. I just rewatched it last night and a little bit today. And I'm still kinda like, eh, what happened? Some people got beat up. There was some evil stuff. Vampire, the this the the whole blood ritual. I I, I just like was like, do we care about this? <laughs> Does this matter? I kind of liked watching Blade run around killing things, but Yeah, yeah. he's a fun
0: character. Totally. I mean, he certainly is a fun character, and I think that the plot tries to do some interesting things. I think it really suffers from being based on 30 years worth of comics, right? Like, I think that there's so much Mm -hmm. random detail in this movie. I mean, the fact that the first time I watched this that I was like surprised that there was a ritual at the end <laughs> it wasn't a good sign. I was like, where did this ritual come yeah. from watching it a second time? I was like, Oh, I guess they do mention it earlier, but when it comes up earlier, they're not making a huge deal no. about it. When I feel like in a modern Marvel cinematic universe movie, they're like beating you over the head. They're like, this is the big bad. This is the thing they're going to have to deal with. Like, get ready for it. Because in the third act, it's coming.
1: (laughs) Right. All That's kind of my big problem with a lot of Marvel movies. The first third is usually, oh, you're meeting the character. Like, you're meeting all the characters if it's Avengers. Mm -hmm. And then the third act, it's like, oh, here's all this other shit we didn't even touch on. uh, And now it's a big deal. So Mm -hmm. deal with it and i i always hate that like i'm always like not interested in that part of the plot because it's too late i'm like i'm been <laughs> following this guy around the city taking out vampires like what's wrong with that <laughs> can't we just do more with that right like i feel like the stakes would have been fine
0: had they just been fighting deacon frost right because deacon frost wanted to just be openly vampiric killing as many humans as possible
1: and i i do kind of wish they had kept um i wish they had altered it to be a little bit more about just vampire life in in america i guess wherever blade is and and focused on that rather than this stupid ritual there was actually a scene they cut that explains how the vampires are supposed to survive if everybody is turned into food, right? If everybody... <laughs> not if everybody's turned into food, but if everybody's turned into vampires, right? Like, well, what do you eat mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. a vampire? The idea was that they would keep humans in, like, blood bags <laughs> to be feasted oh. upon. Yeah, isn't that gross?
0: Oh, So they're just, like, cattle at that yeah,
1: point? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Which, which I think... I think that's so much more interesting to get into. Yeah. I think that they
0: they tried to skip ahead. They tried to do the DC thing that Marvel learned from. Because DC is always like, we're just going to shove all these elements into one movie. And so this one, it's like, here's an intro of all the characters. And also, there's um, a blood god. <laughs> just FYI. But we won't bring <laughs> him <laughs> up until later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When, like, I think that the, yeah, the daily life of these vampires is really interesting. Like, I like that it opens with them clubbing, oh my like, a big God. vampire club. I was like, ooh, look at these
1: little goth kids. I love it. Kate, I'm trying to imagine being in a club, and then all of a sudden, like, Mountain Dew just rains all over you, <laughs> and you're like, yes, Mountain, what- Mountain Dew, it's so good. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know why... When I watched that scene, I literally thought the same thing, but I didn't think of Mountain Dew. I thought of chocolate milk. (laughs) Chocolate milk is so much
1: worse. It would curdle in your armpits. Oh, gross. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that was such a weird scene. But oh, my God. How 2000s was that rave? So 2000s. I know. Absolutely.
0: And I love that Tracy Lords
1: is there. Who's Tracy Lords? (laughs) She's a porn star. Shut up. Really? I don't know this stuff. What am I learning? Oh,
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I thought that you were asking a leading question. <laughs> I mean, I meant it to sound that way, and then I thought you would tell me, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that," but I don't. <laughs> so who's well, Tracy, Tracy Lords? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Tracy Lords. Um, she was also in a bunch of like camp movies. Like I think she did. She just like some John Waters movies. She was in Cry Baby. With right, you know baby. the movie with Johnny Depp, yeah. yeah. So she's done done a bunch of camp stuff, but I think that she's start. I think she started in porn.
1: Okay, let's just run with it.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I saw
1: it and I was like, oh, go Tracy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is her attempt at the big time.
0: I try and think about the plot of this movie, and I feel like more so than anything, there are certain scenes that stand out, but there's kind of a lot of intermediary scenes that just kind of feel like filler or maybe the dialogue's not that great or there's just kind of a lot of characters too. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of vampires in this movie.
1: I mean that whole rave scene was all vampires. And Mm -hmm. it was And they have a lot of henchmen. (laughs) Yes and the henchmen are so annoying. The one guy, I don't remember his name. Who cares? Uh he's the white guy with like a beard and some braids. I think he's supposed to be kind of Nordic. Yeah. Yeah. He has so many weird throwaway lines. And he just like chimes in with like, yeah, I'm going to be a vampire god. (laughs) That's so cool. Like he just says weird things that a cool like henchman wouldn't say. (laughs) I'm like, you are Milton, and you have a stapler, and we're going to take it from you, and we're not going to pay you anymore because you're annoying to deal with. That's how I felt about this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not a good character, and, like, there's just a lot of henchmen. There's a lot of people on the vampire council, right? Like, I I mean, and they try and draw lines between the types of vampires, Right. Like they try and make a big deal about like, well, I'm this type of vampire and you're that type of vampire. And I'm like, there's still too many of you. Like there's too (laughs) many of you for me to care about this because I just see it as a big group of vampires. that want to eat humans.
1: (laughs) Right. They they didn't really explore those characters very well. The the uh, the elders, they were just Mm -hmm. like generic conservative party. You know,
0: yes, they're pure bloods. They yeah, say.
1: right. Ugh, it's
0: so racist. Which the distinction here is that a pure blood vampire is a vampire that was born from two vampires.
1: Which I think is interesting because originally, I mean, in the other vampire movies we've seen. That's kind of rare. That doesn't really happen. Like, everybody gets turned into a vampire.
0: Yeah, this is a, it feels like it's a new concept, at least in the movies that we're watching. It's not really a thing that comes up. The younger guys are the vampires that we all know and love. They were turned into vampires. They were born human, turned into vampires at some later point. And then you've got Blade, who
1: is his own thing. What is Blade? Like, what? is blade let's get philosophical with this (laughs) blade's mother Mm -hmm. was a human yeah she was pregnant with blade Mm -hmm. actually like very close to giving birth it looked like yeah when she was bitten by a vampire yep and this actually happens in the comics like the origin story is the same which i i always appreciate that uh in these in these superhero movies but um he gets Genetically modified, I guess, in the womb, even yeah. though he's almost fully formed.
0: Yeah. yeah. I guess it, you know, gets into her blood. She's still sharing blood with him in utero. So Blade comes out half human, half vampires. The weird, weird thing. He is technically, uh I'm going to completely butcher this, Do a peer. Dom a Dompier. Dom-pier. Dom-pier. Which
1: is in- dompier? <laughs> <laughs> it's from Balkan folklore. <laughs> okay, okay, so that's cool that he's based on something we that already exists. Yeah, it's in like lore.
0: kind of like in this Balkan folklore, a dompier is the like baby born from a mortal um, human and a vampire, and normally between a male vampire. And a female human. Oh. This one's a little bit tricky because Blade's biological mother and father are actually humans, right? They're mortal right. humans. It's just that his mother happened to be bitten and turned while she was giving birth to him, or or shortly before. And so it's kind of in this like in between. So he he's technically a dompyer, but then also he's like kind of a an edge case Dompier. And he
1: has abilities like, well, he doesn't really crave blood. He can feed on blood, but he doesn't have to. But I think it helps him, right? He he does suckle at the end to gain strength. And I think that they give him a suppressant. That's true. Yeah, right, they right. give him a
0: suppressant that stops working over time because he's getting used to
1: it. And he can walk in the daylight. Mm-hmm. And he can't. So he does have a method of avoiding becoming a vampire. which. I'll be honest, I do appreciate this about Blade, that they address pregnancy and vampirism because <laughs> I, that, that's something that I hadn't even thought of. you know what, what Like let's take interview with a vampire, for example. In that universe, Kate, what would have happened if a pregnant woman had gotten turned? Well, Megan, I think you need to watch the final Twilight movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Actually, I did watch it, and I didn't pay attention at all because I hated it.
0: Because I think that that's our most contemporary example of what happens when a mortal woman gets pregnant with a vampire seed.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, okay. Um, spoiler alert. How, what
0: happens? Spoiler alert. Because she's immortal and she has this vampire half vampire fetus growing inside of her it like sucks all of her life force from her and it's some of the best worst CGI you've ever seen it's incredible you have to at least watch (laughs) watch
1: it on YouTube okay I'll watch this if you watch uh Howard the Duck
0: all right deal deal (laughs) easy deal she like in the process of giving birth the baby is like breaking her bones from the inside no and she's like gonna die and so then they turn her into a vampire so that she'll survive the to save her
1: yeah okay so she is not a vampire but somehow the baby absorbs it so the baby because
0: because the vampire dad was a vampire he's got vampire sperm and so he made a half vampire, half human baby. So when the right. baby's born, the baby comes out half vampire, half human. Renez May, Cullen, is a true Dompier.
1: She is a like okay. by the book okay. Dompier. <laughs> so this is so that's a little different. It's slightly different. Yeah. Because different. both parents were not human. Spoiler alert for everybody. Midnight Mass. Ooh, Kate. Can I I give you the spoiler? Oh, (laughs) shoot, Kate. Okay, I won't give you the spoiler. But they do deal with with pregnancy in that show. Okay. What happens when a normie gets bitten by a vampire when they are pregnant. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's a different outcome from either of these two movies. So since Kate hasn't seen it yet, I won't spoil it. Sorry. It's kind of
0: embarrassing how much I bring up Twilight in this season. But I mean... It's just such it a cultural sense. touchstone.
1: I mean, you were like that age, right? It makes I sense. I was. I was the yeah, age. I read the books totally.
0: before the movies came out. Yeah. I went and saw the movies the weekend they opened. Yeah. I was, I was the age.
1: What Aww. are you going to do? Did you watch uh, and read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey?
0: <laughs> oh, of course. I was in college when okay. Fifty Shades of Grey came out. <laughs> okay. It was all back to back for me at a very formative time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness! I also want to talk about this mother character because <laughs> <laughs> his mother, right? Yes, his mom. Yeah, yeah, his mom, who we think is dead. We do think is dead until yeah. we meet her at the end, and she basically comes on to her own son. Yeah, it's creepy. So gross. It is I creepy. It.
0: I do too. I was like, this is just weird and creepy. I don't. I liked the twist. That she was still alive and that she had been completely brainwashed into being part of Frost's vampire cult. But uh, the interaction
1: between her and (laughs) her son was terrible. It's very incestuous and it grossed me out. And I was like, this just makes me hate vampires. (laughs) 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 This is how vampires behave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh one-sided incestuous I will say it's not that Blade was like
1: <clears throat> tempted by it or anything he also no, seemed pretty thank disturbed <laughs> she's like 10 years younger than him in real life
0: oh which which yeah. makes
1: sense I mean because yeah. she becomes a vampire so she's stuck right but yeah um but it's still really weird now she's interacting with her like 30 something year old son and also coming on to him. I just, I hated that. I hated it so much. <laughs> it gave me the creepy crawlies. It's so funny. I can go in our horror section. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it's creepy. It <laughs> is creepy. There, There's a definite definite
1: psychological creep factor to it. Okay, but back to Pearl. <laughs> we talked about what is Blade. Mm-hmm. What the heck is Pearl? Some kind of vampire thing. It's also very creepy. Pearl grossed me the fuck out. And to be honest, okay, the name is Pearl, right? Mm-hmm. There's tits. I assume they're I assumed they were tits, but you know, this this Pearl vampire is just very large, very like job of the hut, but even worse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Uh, I was looking up because I wanted to cheat a little bit and figure out what is Pearl. I was like, why is Pearl so weird? Pearl is just a fat vampire. That's it. Pearl's just fat. And Pearl is a male, according to the fan wiki.
0: Yes. In the movie Pearl's male, I think in the comics, Pearl is female. Okay. Yeah. Because I found some comic pages that show Pearl like wearing a dress and like referred to yeah. as a she and so i was like okay maybe they just changed it to a male character
1: to add some grotesqueness to it i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean maybe the fan wiki was wrong but the, they usually aren't i, I don't, don't think it's wrong i think <laughs> yeah. that, i think that it's a male character
0: in the movie i think that how would he get so big like he's a vampire, he'd have to be feeding on so much blood to get that
1: big. Oh, I really wish they had shown Pearl's like apartment, just like with blood bags or something. All, yeah, or bodies something. even. Yeah, like yeah, just like really a slaughterhouse style. Yes, yeah, like meat. If hoots. they were gonna go like meet uh, <gasps> Gilbert Grape, you know, they should have like really gone all in on her, on him, it, whatever.
0: <laughs> Do you think that in the Blade reboot that they'll make it a a rated r movie or do you think that they're gonna pg-13 it
1: oh my god i really hope they make it rated r
0: i want it rated r and i want it to be like a cronenberg horror show yes. of a pearl with like some meat hooked bodies right
1: like oh, make it that's actually exactly. scary yeah yeah like like get into her her i don't even know what to call pearl anymore because she's both depending on if you're talking about the uh, comic or the movie but um, I'll just say she Pearl like sus- yeah suspended like in the cell or something mm-hmm. like on hooks would be so cool I don't know why Pearl would be suspended that way but I do hope they get into the psyche a bit more
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and do fun like more cool stuff with Pearl because that was that was actually frightening when I saw Pearl I was like what the fuck what causes this like (laughs) how does Blade avoid becoming Pearl (laughs) what happened to Pearl yeah
0: the like Pearl (laughs) sequence of them stumbling upon Pearl like they're in this already kind of creepy underground house and they find Pearl who's this huge blob of a vampire it kind of reminded me the way that they shot it of seven yes yes yes, yes. Gluttony. Definitely re- yeah definitely reminded me of gluttony from seven for sure and it just like the torture of pearl um with the uv Ugh. light also horrible like the i extended, put that in my like, horror screams. column yeah
1: yeah is nasty it is yeah, I I don't know if I feel bad for Pearl or not because Pearl still eats people. So
0: Pearl seems to eat a lot of people, and was also helping <laughs> Does Frost
1: seem to eat a lot of people.
0: Because Pearl was the one who was facilitating getting the ritual information over to Frost. Yes. Yeah. So
1: Frost is not our friend. And neither is Pearl. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. There's a lot of weird, like, animal rights parallels in this movie, speaking of food and how Fat Pearl is. Please
0: get us into this because you mentioned this and I was totally at a loss with
1: where you were coming from. And so I, I don't wanna, know,
0: man. I <laughs> want to hear your take. I want to hear what you
1: thought about it. I noticed they kept saying in the movie, you know, they're just food that talking Mm. to referring to like people, right. They kept saying, Oh, they're just food. You know, why does blade care so much about taking care of human beings? They're just food. I mean, I think, I think they're kind of playing with blades sense of self, you know, like who am I, what am I? And he obviously feels strongly about protecting people. I think, you know, his motivation is his mother, but I, you know, they kept saying that. And I was like, is this movie trying to get us to think about animal rights or like trying to get us to go vegan or something?
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: I, do you feel like in the
0: 90s there was like a big push towards that? Like, I feel like PETA like really hit its stride in the 90s.
1: You know, maybe. Maybe. I, I, i think vegetarianism was starting to take off a bit more in the 90s for sure but i quickly googled some stuff to see if blade was hinting at anything like that or if Mm -hmm. there was some symbolism like if it was intentional and i couldn't find anything i don't think they meant to go there but that is what it made me think of i was like i i I immediately felt kind of (laughs) guilty (laughs) for eating little cows and stuff I mean it has since it has since passed but I was like yeah I mean I guess we should think about what it would be like if it was us if we were the the source of food right like how would we want to be treated (laughs) or should we be eaten it's
0: I think it's one of those things where the time and place movies are written and filmed just end up Absorbing some of the culture around it, like regardless of their intention, I mean sometimes they're—it's very intentional, you know. I think that there's like a big goth element to this movie and how they're dressed and the clubs and everything like that, like goth dressing like that and like clubs don't—they don't exist today. (laughs) That's like not what the club scene looks like today. (laughs) And so if they do a Blade reboot, like. (laughs) are they going to have goth clubs in it? Like probably not because it's not the culture right now to have it. Oh, I and so, know. And so I think if the culture at the time was kind of generally like, what is our ethical take around what we're consuming? And like that was like a big part of the dialogue that people are just having in general. I feel like it'd be very easy for it to seep into a movie where
1: where people are eating other people. <laughs> <laughs> Mahashala Ali is set to be the next Blade. Yes. I'm totally wondering what that's going to look like. He's I, done some great films. He really not, has. I don't think of him as a Denzel Washington because I kind of think of Denzel as like an asshole. Because <laughs> he's a little <laughs> stuck up. Like I've heard in interviews he's a little stuck up. But but um, man, Mahashala is so good. So I'm actually kind of intrigued to watch the reboot to be honest with you. Even though I hate Marvel movies, if it's like if it's like every other Marvel movie, I'll probably skip it. But if it's a little more like Blade, it's rated R, it's I I love Logan mm-hmm. and I love the Dark Knight series. If it's mm-hmm. anything like those, I'd totally be down to watch.
0: I want this to be Marvel's like we're making a movie for grown-ups and it's okay to leave your kids at home. Like you don't have to take your kids to see every movie. I, know, I right? I want it to be I want it to be dark. I want it to have death and blood and gore in it because ostensibly this is supposed to be a superhero horror movie. Yeah. And I feel like we've mentioned some horror, but I mean, for the most part it's kind of a more superhero movie <laughs> in so many ways.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we get an
0: origin story. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a solution to being a vampire in this movie, which is not.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, you know, when there's a solution involved, then there's hope. And when there's mm-hmm. hope, there's not really horror, I think.
0: And and he also does the noble thing by turning down the solution so that he can continue killing
1: vampires. Yes. Good on you, Blade. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have gotten that sweet trilogy, I guess. (laughs) I
0: know. Oh, my gosh. One of them was directed by Guillermo del Toro.
1: Yes. But I still don't want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing about this movie that really drove me nuts, and we kind of touched on it, but I do want to like highlight it, is the CGI. Oh yeah. The CGI is atrocious.
0: Uh you mean those vampires getting UV'd to death and then like bursting into flames and then their little skeletons dancing against the wall.
1: <laughs> yes. And also when a vampire gets injected with the serum and their head mm, explodes. Yes. Like yes. it just looks so bad. It's remarkably bad. So, we talked about porn earlier. What it reminded me of, speaking of porn, is uh, <laughs> Pirates Triple X. <XXX. laughs> there was this porn that came out uh, around the same time as Pirates of the Caribbean called Pirates Triple X. <laughs> and it looked, the CGI looked like this CGI. Like, it was great <laughs> for a porn. This is great <laughs> CGI for a porn. <laughs> That's so funny. But. For a Marvel movie, I mean, especially with, like, the gloss you see today, it's it's so all about CGI. Like, that is a Marvel movie. It was just pathetic in this. <laughs> well, and
0: it had a $45 million budget. I'm like, was yes. this just what they could get in maybe. 1998? Uh, maybe. I don't know. The director, Stephen Norrington, I should have mentioned this earlier, he only ever directed four movies but his career outside of directing was in special effects oh oh <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah well mostly in the 80s and 90s like it seems like he like kind of wrapped his career by the early 2000s but it's a little disappointing that someone yeah, who he built their fit career, right the mcu <laughs> yeah it's a little disappointing that someone who like built their career on special effects like relied so heavily on subpar cgi
1: so bad so bad it looked like it looked like they took the movie and had the the animators take a pass at it with like you know here's draft one here's what we're thinking will happen here and then they were just like good let's take it (laughs) (laughs) that's what it looks like to me like a rough draft cgi yeah kind of broke the fourth wall for me a little bit.
0: Yes, definitely. But I feel like I mean CGI terrible, plot fine. So like yeah. in general it's it's like kind of bad but not so bad that it's fun, <laughs> but it's not so good that it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's very middling for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I think is better than most Marvel movies for me. For me, because I'm not a big fan of Marvel movies in general. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, guys. I used to be very
0: into all the Marvel movies. They would come out. I'd want to go see them. I'd rewatch them before they came out. And then I just hit content fatigue. I was like, all these movies have the same plot beats, they make the same jokes. And if you miss one of the movies, Then there's all these in jokes (laughs) you don't get in the next one. Like you can't just skip around. They like
1: it's like a subscription that you're locked into (laughs) with these movies, and I hate it. (laughs) Oh my god! Zach and I tried watching Avengers. We played a we didn't know what to watch for a date night, and we played like a an app game or what. It was just an app that's like, what should I watch? And it was set to Marvel Universe, and we just spun it. And so we picked, we landed on Avengers. So we watched Avengers, and we were just miserable the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's all CGI, and it's all just like meeting characters. And you're right, there's definitely things that they that came up where we were like, uh, the the characters are laughing or responding to it in a certain way, and we don't get it, and also don't care to get it. <laughs> uh, it's funny because there are so many like
0: auteur filmmakers these days who are like shitting on Marvel movies. And then, of course, all the Marvel fans come out in droves to be like, this is real cinema. You can't tell me it's not real cinema. Steven Spielberg (laughs) or whatever. I
1: mean, yeah, like who are we to judge, right? Like we like Saw. I know. Like we like horror movies. (laughs) I love
0: Saw. I know. Like it's just everyone's got their thing that they love and care for. I'm hoping that the Blade reboot like brings a little bit of joie de vivre to this f- huge franchise right like I think that there's a lot of really cool elements like I love the idea of a vampire superhero I think yeah. keeping the stakes <laughs> small um, <laughs> can only help <laughs> Yeah, I think that there's a lot of good um good character history here and I think that there's like hope and it and Marshalla Ali is like such a good actor that I feel like I'm like hoping that he held out for a
1: good Marvel movie. I know. I hope it's good. I hope for him it's good. I hope for us it's good. So this is definitely a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also listed as a horror movie. It's a horror superhero movie. Yeah. So where's the horror?
0: I mean, we mentioned Pearl.
1: We did, which I do consider horrifying, even though I hate Pearl. <laughs> torture is something I think everybody could probably relate to. No matter mm-hmm. who the person is receiving the torture, you can always put yourself in that position. Because that person has no way to escape it. That's the that's the idea of torture, right? You're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Pearl sucks, but oh my God, like Pearl can't move and Pearl's getting burned to death with UV rays. That's, that's horrifying. That is scary to think about, I think. It's horrible.
0: That whole sequence is absolutely horrifying. I thought another horror element was when Karen is at the hospital doing the exam on the vampire corpse which she thinks is a corpse and oh yeah it comes to life and attacks her great jump scare really really solid jump scare it attacks and kills her partner and attacks her and bites her and like that was scary that was that was a good horror sequence
1: too definitely yeah Karen also has a nice I think horror shot in the elevator when she's trying to go home and Mm -hmm. she's got Two, which I think we now know are vampires behind her in the elevator, just just standing there. Mm-hmm.
0: Good job. And dread. they get out
1: on her floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I think most women can probably relate to that as being a scary situation to be in.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Whether they're vampires or yes. not.
0: <laughs> yeah. When she's being targeted by the vampires, there's a couple of scenes. There's the elevator scene there's um yeah just her going through her building and you know keeping an eye over her shoulder (laughs) the whole time because she's checking to see if she's being followed when she goes into her apartment and the cop the vampire familiar oh
1: my gosh follows
0: her in there and she's wary and i mean like she's right she's she's right to be scared all the
1: time so like yeah she's got normal
0: she's got good (laughs) she's got good paranoia
1: for for being in a horror movie (laughs) totally yeah and she's like the audience stand-in so it makes sense that Mm -hmm. she's going through all these horrible things Mm -hmm. i i thought the train scene was a pretty good example of body horror
0: when Mm -hmm. uh
1: our annoying braided nordic vampire friend his face is being smashed into the train as it's going by and it just tears away his face and you know he's going to survive unfortunately but watching it happen is is gross it's it's some good gruesome stuff it is it is gross
0: there's a lot of gross there's a lot of gross stuff in this movie there's a lot of death in this movie yeah yeah a, a blade kills a lot of vampires
1: he just
0: does a lot of damage (laughs) there are
1: so many vampires in this world it is the opposite of interview yes
0: yeah you can't like cross the street without running into a vampire in this version of
1: new york does it take place in new york i don't know probably it seems like okay (laughs) we'll just we'll go with new york and if we're if we're wrong our fans can tell us at our blog
0: yeah there you
1: go (laughs) Yeah, I I think that they were trying to go for a
0: horror with the apocalyptic type ending where it's possible that they're going to unleash this god and then kill all the humans. But it just didn't feel like there was enough oomph behind it to actually no. make that scary. I think they were trying to, but that fell flat for me as a horror, horror set piece.
1: Yeah, it was too shoehorned in for me to care. I'm mm-hmm. like... Okay, they shoehorned this in, which means they're going to shoehorn it out. Yeah. So well, what am good, I worried about? Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I thought was horrific was that curb stomping scene where <gasps> yes. they are curb stomping Blade's friend. Yeah. I hate curb stomping. It always gets me. Yeah, you're right. That was really brutal. And
0: the thing that actually disappointed me, though, was... They left. Are we gonna Chris, say the same thing? They left Chris Kristofferson <laughs> under that bloody sheet, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna be really bad." They pull the sheet off, and he's like,
1: "Fine, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got some blood on his face, and he can have a full conversation yes! with Blade." Yes, I was like, I was this, like "This guy." Sh-
0: I was like, "This guy should not have a jaw anymore. <laughs> like,
1: he should like, be mush." <laughs>
0: yes, I was like, "Okay, have you seen?" drive yes you know when he just like yes yeah that's that's what I thought that his face was gonna be like and I yeah it's not though it's a normal face with some fake blood on it
1: (laughs) I mean you can go look up go google images of people who have had face transplants right because people mm-hmm. people have issues with their face like whether it's curb stomping or otherwise <laughs> and i feel like that gives you a good general idea of how a face can be truly ruined and this face yes. did not look like that at no. all
0: <laughs> your face not even bones close. are so fragile your nose isn't even a bone your nose is cartilage. Yeah. like oh, yeah God. i think that that it was maybe like I think I went from really like peaked horror where I yes. was like oh fuck oh, oh fuck God. this is gonna be so bad and I was like you know that like kind of like morbidly excited to see something horrible in a horror movie and then yes. like when he pulls a sheet back I just feel like
1: blue bald. I was like oh yes <laughs> it's so perfect yes you're right blue is the right word for it right term <laughs> The reveal wasn't good, but the actual uh, curb stomping was pretty horrific.
0: That's a good, that that is a good call out. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk about that. It was so disappointing. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe in the remake, they'll give us the the destroyed face we're looking for. Yes. It's going to be Blade directed by um, Ari Aster, and it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> or Cronenberg. Make him do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What did we learn about what vampires can and can't do that we didn't already know?
0: That we didn't already know? Okay, I have one. Okay. Because the rest of them I felt like were pretty standard.
1: There's a lot of standard stuff, except crosses don't work in this one. Yeah, crosses don't work in this one.
0: They are pretty explicit at one point that the vampires are not immortal, they just age much, much slower.
1: Yeah. They will die eventually, which I guess is a comfort, but it'll take so long that who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I also noticed that they could use sunblock. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they took out one of the elder vampires to the beach. They had a beach day to watch the sunrise so that he could die that way. And. They apply sunblock before going out. They they apply sunblock and then also wear like special suits to help avoid the sun. But I thought it was kind of interesting to show that they can, in fact, go out in the sun and do things if they are properly geared up for it. It just seems
0: so stupid. I there's <laughs> so many plot holes. Like there's so many holes with that.
1: It just doesn't like, work for me. <laughs> why don't they just do that all the time? I
0: know. Why aren't they doing it all the time? Why aren't they like going out like the invisible man and just like <laughs> big floppy hats and gloves?
1: <laughs> yeah. Go do actually, the grocery shopping? actually that scene was a little horrific too because they pull out that guy's fangs before they let him yeah. die to death and I was like oh that's mean I it love is it Mean, yeah that was yeah. mean
0: I didn't feel like that was horror but it did feel no. it did feel kind of brutal I already knew that you could be a half vampire from other media that I've watched but that's an interesting <laughs> concept in this one yeah
1: that's a new one we've seen so far this mm-hmm. season well, I always, I felt watching this movie like, oh, they're totally integrated into society. But I think it's just because there's so many vampires that they are a society. Like, they are the society.
0: <laughs> I think you're right, though. I, because when they're explaining to Karen, like, that she needs to get out of the city, she, they're like, you have seen vampires. They're like, you didn't realize it at the time. But, like... Yeah. You see them everywhere. You see them all the time. Like, y- you need to get out of here. So I think that you're right. I think that vampires are very integrated into this society because there are so many of them. And yeah. they figured out weird workarounds to be out in the daytime, like, in some cases. Uh, and once it's nighttime, I mean, they're just out and about, kind of just behaving like normal people for the most part. So, yeah, it's not quite like true blood level like integration of vampires but like it's like just below the surface of normal society like the other half of society is vampires
1: yeah and that's sort of woven into the plot you know the the catalyst for the the problems that blade faces which is that frost doesn't want them to be just under the radar. They want them to be the radar. He wants mm-hmm. vampires to be the society. Yeah. Um. And they're so close to it, and the vampires are just like, "Nah, this is cool. Like, we're good with the way things are."
0: Maybe it's because he's young and he's used to living in a city where he's like, "Yeah, you know, half of the city is vampires. Why don't we just tip the scales a little bit and run this place?" But he's probably not thinking about how like yeah there's probably a huge concentration of vampires in these like metropolitan areas and then what like, about Nebraska nothing, <laughs> like nothing
1: in between <laughs> either coast <laughs> oh my gosh this is so true because if there's no if there's no people anymore like we don't need farmlands nope. we just well we need farms to farm people i guess mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> what happens to middle america yeah
0: It just gets retaken by the bison.
1: (laughs) I hope that this gets explored in the revamp of Blade 3, but I'm afraid it probably won't.
0: (laughs) I hope so, but I am not... I'm going to keep my expectations low. That's not true. My expectations are already very high because I'm like... I know. I'm like, I could see it now. It's going to be an excellent movie, and then it's just going to disappoint us. (laughs) It's... Yeah. Would you recommend
1: this movie? Kate. (laughs) I mean, I have to ask. It I know. It depends on who I'm talking to. You know, I there's there's people who like superhero movies and there's people that don't. Are there people in the movie? It Are there people in the middle? I don't know. I would recommend it to anybody who likes superhero movies in general and people who are on the fence because it is different than what is currently coming at us these days. Mhm. If you're not interested in superhero movies, I wouldn't recommend this. i i it's it's got some horror in it, but it's really not horror. I agree. I
0: think if someone wanted to watch a very like horror light type movie, I try and keep those in my back pocket because I know people who Sometimes want to experience a little bit of horror, but they need it in a very like controlled (laughs) environment. I feel like this could meet those needs because it does air a little bit more on the superhero side. It's a fine movie, yeah. I don't, I don't think I would strongly recommend it to anybody. I would say maybe watch it before watching the reboot.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to watch the
0: reboot. Watch this one because I almost certainly there's going to be some callback or like a Wesley Snipes cameo or something. Like, oh, that would be
1: amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I feel like that would be amazing. Marvel owns the IP on it. Like, they're going to do something with it. So,
1: <laughs> I hope so.
0: Just get yourself in the loop. <laughs> this one was fun. um We are halfway through our season already. I can't believe so it. So fast. So uh, fast. We have a bunch of fun vampy things to talk about in the second half of the season so make sure to follow us on all socials and let us know what you think about vampires
1: this was not quite dead check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast.
0: Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com.
1: Thanks for listening and happy watching.